Welcome to the Never Settle Podcast. My name is Mel Clark and I am passionate about helping people realise that settling for second best is no longer an option and that everyone deserves to live the life they truly desire. Hang on to your hats guys, we have got the very energetic and lively Josie May and Charlotte Belbia, collectively known as the Money Mavens, on today's episode. These two lovely ladies unapologetically support and empower women to make a load more money. Both successful in their own businesses, very entrepreneurial, also coaching. They came together just a couple of years ago by chance. They met at an event and it was Charlotte that really got the feeling that she was going to work with Josie and the rest is history. They've made it a massive success and a change in women's lives beyond recognition. So buckle up, whether you're out walking, in the car, having a cuppa, having a glass of wine, and enjoy. Well, hello, lovely listeners. Um, Today, we've got two for the price of one today. This is my first time interviewing uh, more than one person. Um, We've got the Money Mavens uh, on today. It is two lovely ladies, Josie and Charlotte, Um, And they're on a mission to support more women business owners to unapologetically make more money. Well, hallelujah to that, ladies. Um, (laughs) And um, yeah, they are very successful in their own right. Uh, Seven figure, six figure business owners, coaches, both mothers over the age of 40. Yes. And um, overcame their own uh, stories of mental health problems and, um, and also multiple miscarriages. So welcome Josie welcome Charlotte it's an absolute pleasure to have you both here oh thank you for having us so as always with my uh, interviews uh, I like it just to be a conversation I like it to be really natural and I know the listeners are intrigued to know a little bit more about you both and what your backstory is how you came together I don't know if you've been mates for ages or whether this was a, a more recent thing so <laughs> I don't know I don't know who wants to start but um over to you ladies in terms of just history about about both of you that would be great Josie do you want to start with yeah, a little so, bio about you sure yeah so um I have been a coach for five years now Uh, Prior to that, I was a social worker. And um, for anyone who's worked for the local government, and particularly in child protection social work, you'll know that it is a really difficult, thankless job, really. It's obviously super important because we're working to stop child abuse and protect children. But obviously, day in, day out, it's it's a big toll on your mental health. It's a big toll on your emotional health. And I have always been super ambitious. And so in my social work role, I quite quickly got to a very senior position. But what that resulted in was that me only having information about the most tragic cases, because that's the ones that I would be needed to make a decision on about whether we take it to court or whether this child needs to be removed. And so day in, day out, I was hearing very tragic um, cases of like, child neglect, child abuse. And me and my husband got married in 2015 and we wanted to have a baby. And um, we started trying for a baby. And basically I was just having miscarriage after miscarriage. Um, And after the third miscarriage, we went to see a consultant. Um, And the doctor said, we had did all tests. And then they said, there's no reason why you can't have a baby. Um, And my husband said, could it be stress related? And the doctor said, never underestimate the impact of stress on your body. And by this point, by the time all the tests had come back, I'd had a fourth miscarriage. And my husband, by this point, I'd already started my business on the side because I knew I wanted a way out somewhere. Um, So I was doing two things. I was working really long hours. And my husband said, quit your job. And I wasn't making really any money from my business at that point, a little bit, but not much. And it was like permission. It was like, I can quit my job. I'm allowed to do that. (laughs) And he was like, well, you know, we'll survive, quit your job. And so I had to give three months notice for my job because I was in a senior position. Um, And I gave my notice in the June and I left in the September. And I left on the Friday and found out I was pregnant on the Monday. 
and went on to have he's almost four now oh. a little boy i had a healthy pregnancy and i think that was kind of the start of my real entrepreneurial journey one it was being brave and and leaving a job that was making me unhappy two it showed me what stress can do to your body i think like i was working day in day out with child abuse and i think my body was like yeah. no <laughs> no a baby's not coming out with this yeah. um and um and then obviously i went into my coaching business it was super brave it was super scary but yet i still went on to have um have a baby um i took about six months off and then got back to it again as well and so that was my journey into entrepreneurship i started off as a love coach i was working with single women to support them to attract their soulmate and I later transitioned into business coaching because I was finding I was attracting a lot of entrepreneurs who were struggling with love but wanted support with a business as well so I was had my feet in my foot into camp for a while and then transitioned over to business coaching um and I'll let Charlotte tell you a little Charlotte and I met basically almost two years ago um I'll let Charlotte tell you a bit about her story and then we'll tell you about how we met. Okay, cool. Hi everyone, I'm Charlotte Balbier and uh, I work as a business mentor, coach and strategist, but I haven't always done this. So back in 2003, um, I spotted a huge gap in the wedding market. That's my background, the wedding industry. I spotted a huge gap for a particular type of branded wedding dress. And I created the brand Charlotte Balbier. I started it from literally nothing. I had no stockists. Um, nobody knew who I was. Nobody could even say my name. Balbier is not the easiest <laughs> name to say. Um, I still struggle now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, that was that, that could have been an obstacle in itself because people would say, Charlotte, who? No, don't yeah. want to stop those dresses. Can't say your name. But I persevered, I was very tenacious, very determined, and I, within three years, had really built a massive brand name for myself. It was around about year four, though, that it really transitioned to something absolutely amazing. It went from that, literally at a standstill of zero, to being seven figures. Um, I integrated it into our other brands, because my family is from the wedding industry as well so my family gen, um, dynasty of bridal goes right back to 1960 which is a whole other story in itself I then merged my brand into our other brands and I became creative director across all our different brands and um, between myself and my mum who's then my business partner we um, built that into a multi seven figure business her business is also really successful already as well but joining the two together made us like the everyone called us the dynamic duo because what we did was so dynamic and so diverse and we were real pioneers within the industry trailblazers led the way in the wedding industry and especially in the bridal industry there's not been many brands that have managed to build their brand and sell it so there's only actually been three uk brands one was my grandparents another one was one of our competitors and the third one was at us and back five years ago this year we managed to sell our brands and my mum took early retirement and at the same time i was having my son after having ivf similar to josie had lots of fertility problems. After I decided I was going to sell the brands, I found out I was pregnant. Funny how that happens. So again, stress-related, um, had my little boy. So um, my background is building and selling multi-seven-figure brands. After I sold them, I had some time out to be a mum, of course. And then my life took all sorts of different turns in different directions that I didn't expect it to. I had highs, lows, and the lows were unfortunately really low. I went through uh, undiagnosed postnatal depression. Um, I had multiple losses in my life, including bereavement, my marriage breaking down, all sorts of different things. And that resulted in me hitting my rock bottom and I had a full mental breakdown. Um, and when I say it like that, it sounds so like, oh, and I had, you know, and 
look at me now. But let me tell you, I went to a really dark place and it was really hard for me to pick myself back up from that place. And um, I'm not sure I'll ever be the person I was before because I've obviously changed a huge amount in that time and I've become a mum and all those things. Um, but it, how I came to be a coach, mentor, strategist is because everyone was reaching out to me and asking me for advice. And I just thought I could monetize this. I could do something with it. So it wasn't even almost like a conscious thing and then lockdown funny enough was really good because I was actually not working again because I decided to have to pay out because I'd had all these mental health issues and then lockdown hit and everybody needed more help and in a way it helped me kind of like get out of the dark place I was in and come back into working and if it hadn't been for that Josie and I wouldn't have actually met because Josie and I actually only met with two years in June this year um but they say everyone's everything happens for a reason you know when you meet someone something's gonna happen and I was very bold on our first ever meeting we met in a mastermind and you know you introduce yourself when you join a mastermind don't you like hi this is me that's where I'm from and Josie said she was from this particular small like town and I live literally walking distance <laughs> and I was like no way we live around the corner from each other like how amazing so we arranged the next day to go for a, a coffee and after meeting we were like chatting and I just turned to Josie and said I've got this really overwhelming feeling that you and I are going to work together and something's going to happen which she must have thought I was a bit bonkers I was um, like okay <laughs> <laughs> this was very forward very confident but I just had this really strong instinct and Obviously, it was true because, Josie, do you want to tell them about how the money mavens came about? Yeah. So Charlotte and I then, we connected really well. We we became very close friends very quickly because we're both really passionate about um, supporting female entrepreneurs. We're both passionate about money. We're both passionate about wealth being in the hands of heart-centered women. And we're both big thinkers and visionaries and we just connected really quickly. So we decided we were going to meet every week and co-work together. And at that point, Charlotte had a co-working space that I would go to once a week to work with her. Anyway, it got, it was December. So we'd met in the, I think we'd met up in the July. It was the December and we'd been doing our own thing, um, you know, co-working and we were both having a bit of a slump. We were like, Oh, like feeling a bit, Ooh, we just weren't excited. I don't know. It was just one of those days, you know, where you're just like, mm. And then we were like, do you know what? It'd be really good if we like did a course together. And we literally hashed up a course called More Sales, More Money, which is a sales course. We hashed it up half an hour. We put the, we, 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 we thought, wow, this is going to be brilliant. And we put together the format of it. And we're both so passionate about sales that we were like, <laughs> you know, like everything came together really quickly. And we were like, let's just put it out there. And we literally, were, we, we, I'm, I'm quite good techie and so I put a page together Charlotte's very good about aesthetics and so she made some pretty banners and we put it out there and literally people were buying it like straight away it was crazy like the first day we put it out there we were making sales and we were like whoa and so um our first course together so we put that together in the December but the course didn't actually run till that the end of January but we had like a group of like 25 women in amazing group of women and we did this course and it just lit us up. And we were like, this can be something big. Like this is bigger than us two. What we're doing here is bigger than us two. And the results from that course were incredible. People were making really big sales. We had a woman go viral with her Instagram posts. There was just so much good stuff happening. Everyone was feeling more confident, more connected. And so... We were like, this is bigger than us. This is bigger than Josie May and Charlotte Balbier. Like we, we felt something brewing and we talked about doing a podcast because podcasts are great and inspire, you know, can get out to a lot of people. And I had this, I was at home one time, I was doing some meditation. I'm quite spiritual. And the name, the money mavens popped up and I was like, Charlotte, the money mavens, that's it. And Charlotte was like, yes. <laughs> and so it, we literally, we came up with the name and it was like the money, the name of the Money Mavens felt bigger than us, didn't it, Charlotte? It felt like this is something that is going to make a big impact. And so we were quick about it. We got, we decided that all our courses going forward would be via the Money Mavens. But 
by that point, we'd already, by the point we got to this, we'd already started our second course, which was called Millionaire Mindset, which again was incredible. And so we decided to do a big launch. So we kind of kept it behind the scenes. We knew about the Money Mavens before we told anyone, didn't we, Charlotte? We were like, kept it to ourselves because we wanted to have it. We didn't just want to come and say we're the Money Mavens. We wanted it to be like a blast of uh, magic, I suppose. And so we got some beautiful branding. I know we're on a video, we're on a podcast now, so people can't see it, but Mel, you can see it in the background. Charlotte's got her little Money Mavens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See that, yeah. We had some gorgeous branding done. And we um, basically created a big launch for the for September 1st and, and, and basically came out with a bang because we wanted it to be like the impact that we knew it could make. Have I forgotten everything, anything, Charlotte? Sometimes I forget details and she's no, all about so, the details. So, yeah, we launched. So we've, we've done three um, courses together as the Money Mavens. Um, we've also done an in-person event. We did our first mm. ever in-person. It was absolutely stunning. We wanted to make, I'm all about the aesthetics, but the background that I've got, it all has, I'm all about all the pretty. I love it all being pretty. Josie's, like me, is passionate about bringing women together. So we invited some of our clients that have run through our courses to come to um, a, a really, really beautiful event just before Christmas in Manchester, which is near where we're from. And that was really, really exciting to be able to bring people together in person. And it was, oh, it was such a gorgeous day, wasn't it? The feedback we had was amazing. And then we've been running the podcast together since September. And then this year, we are going to be really growing the podcast and also our courses um, together. We're going to be really focusing on growing and bringing more women. We've kept them really small because for us it was really about us getting to know every single and every single member that's been through we know them inside out they've all had a moment to talk in the groups to share to reach out we have a private facebook group which josie and i in that eight weeks or 12 weeks that the course is running we are there every step of the way helping them so it was really important for us to give so much value but we've realized we can grow um, the course is a little bit and, and we can open up at least another 10 to 15 spaces easily and still be able to like give that real high touch with the clients and what we're do you know what I think one of the things I'm most proud about is that we had the first course we ran everybody bar three people went through to the second course and then they yeah. all went through to the third course so our retention rate of clients is amazing and I know from what I've done in the past, you know, I've always been in a very salesy environment and I've looked after a whole lot of clients. Then doing what I do now and I teach people sales, to have that kind of client retention is incredible. So I just think that's amazing that we've, because we, lo- we love our clients so much and they love us, that, is, that means so, so, so much to us. And I think it's because we believe in people, we we see a vision for everyone because everyone every and you know we focus on women and I know there might be men listening to this as well so we're with you men as well but I talk about women because that's what I'm passionate about like women stepping into the power and unapologetically going for it and there's so much sort of um triggering around money people talking about money so when I started my business I wouldn't talk about money at first I talk about money all the time now on my social media my mum sent me a message recently and said, uh, Josie, maybe you shouldn't say money. You should say sales because it's very vulgar to say money. And I was like, I think you have a block there, mum, because why is it vulgar? Like, why can't we talk about money like we talk about a hairbrush or, you know, why does it have to be so triggering for people? And the reason is because society tells us that it's bad to desire money. It tells us that money makes us greedy. If you become rich, you're going to become a bad person. And it's not true. Money just grows whatever you are. If you're a good person, if you're somebody who's a philanthropist or you care about the environment or you care about charities, as you get more money, that is going to grow. If you're somebody who cares about people, like we're not going to change as people when we get more money. And we've got to dispel this myth that money makes you bad or it's bad to desire it. Yeah. It's just money. Money is man made. Yeah. Like we made money. It's nothing good or bad. There's nothing good or bad about it. And yes, some people 
um, do bad things for money. And a lot of people do really great things in money. And, and I want us to talk about money. I want us to not fear talking about it, not fear saying, I desire more. <laughs> I want more. And it doesn't even have to be so you can give to other people. It can be, I desire more because I want to live the most fulfilled life I can live. Mm-hmm. I want to travel the world. I want to eat in the most luxurious restaurants. What's wrong with that? Yeah, and going from like what I before I managed to create in house. We had twenty people working for me, and they were making you know my sales agents were making lots of money. They had providing for the family. So when you look at it like that as well, I used to say to my team, "I want you all to learn earn lots of money." And they say, "Gosh, no one's ever said that to me before. No one's ever said you know I want you to be successful." And I was like. I want you to have an amazing life. You work hard. I want you to earn the money. I really looked after my team. But how amazing. And I miss that now because there's only, you know, I don't have a massive team. And I used to take on a lot of freelancers and contractors and all sorts of things. And I used to think, you know, it's amazing. From my success of my brand, I'm now enabling all these people to have lovely lives and send their children to private schools or have lovely holidays or buy a nice handbag I don't mind what you spend your money on as long as it makes you happy and Mm -hmm. so there is nothing wrong with being successful it's also nothing wrong like Jay said of wanting more there's so many if we more people who are like us and you guys are listening you know had money in their hands what an amazing better world and like there is plenty of people I know out there who don't have any money and they're not nice people. There's plenty of people I know who've got loads of money and they're amazing people and they give so much to charities and to people and their family and their friends. And so when you put the more money you make, the more you can share it, which is just the most gorgeous thing to be able to do. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for, um, for giving us that insight. That's amazing. Um, I'm intrigued personally. You said about... Um, you launched this course and you had sales in the first day. So how did that happen? Because was that, were you already going out to an existing network or? Yeah. So what we did both, was, sorry, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, because we're both coaches, we both, a lot of our mentors and strategies and a lot of our um, marketing is done on social media. So Charlotte and I both had social media audiences already. And so we were separate. So I put out that we were doing a course on my social media and Charlotte put it out on hers. We also have email lists. We just let people know we were doing it. And because we've already got an audience, we already both have our individual followings. Uh, we got it. We, that, and I think people were excited with us together because we were doing um, little videos together. And so people could see if they followed us on social media that, that we had this friendship with each other, whether they knew one of us or both of us. Yeah, and I, I think, think- when we put it out. One of our main values as the money maintenance is community and friendship. And because we've created our friendship and then we've created a community from that, we, unlike everything, you attract people that are like you. And all our clients that we have that have come through the money maintenance have either worked with Josie and I one-to-one before, or they've wanted to work with us one-to-one, but they couldn't perhaps, you know, at the time have the budget to do so. So, most of them we've had a couple of people there that as more established we've got who've joined us who are brand new to both of us which is so exciting when that happens because we like message each other and I'm like is she one of yours like (laughs) oh is that one of yours and I'm like no and then it's somebody completely new which is always really really exciting so obviously when we first launched I was bringing in a lot of my old clients from when I had was in the wedding industry and Joseph was bringing a lot of her clients from her coaching and everything whereas now we're bringing people in who are coming to the money mavens that necessarily have no idea about what either of us done before mm. they're just loving the podcast loving us as the money mavens and that is really 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 exciting and when you tell when we tell them about what we used to do they're like gosh I had no idea and it's really refreshing you yeah. know to yeah. have that happened. the other thing is as well Charlotte and I in theory could have been like um you know not what's the word um rivals almost because we did the same thing like we're both coaches we're both strategists we both work with female entrepreneurs and so when we met we live very close to each other our rates were basically the same rate and so we could have been like she's my competition I'm not I'm staying away from her 
But what we did was it was like community over competition. And I think people, we say that all the time. We're not about competition. No one is my competition because no one's me. Mm. And Charlotte's the same. No one's her competition because no one's her. And so instead of seeing each other as competition, we were like, yes, you do what I do. This is brilliant. And that we've been told so many times that that's really refreshing because it's all about community. It's all about lifting each other up. Rising tides lift all ships. And so we're about rising those tides up. So everyone lifts together. There's no lack, there's no competition. There's only one you and there's only one of your business. And I think that's really important to remember. And in any, every area of life, like we don't have to go against somebody else. We just need to step into it. You know, the only person you're up against is yourself, your own fears, your own insecurities. And so that was, I think that's really attracted a lot of people to us, didn't it? People say like, we see your friendship and we've not known each other long. And I think that's refreshing as well. It's not like we've been friends since we were kids. Like we, we met less than two years ago. Yeah. and we're yeah super close and people like that yeah it's amazing um maven excuse my ignorance what does maven mean it's like connoisseur it's like expert it's it's like and the, when i came up with the name i honestly didn't know what maven meant <laughs> <laughs> so i knew it i knew it was something that made sense but i didn't know what it meant and it's almost a bit like maiden so it's kind of got a feminine edge to it, I think, which was attractive. And then when we looked it up, we were like, oh, it makes sense. It works. Yeah. So it's not a word people use a lot, but it's catchy. It's got a nice ring to it. Um, it's got yeah. our lovely double M logo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we really wanted a double M. We had like, it was really weird. We both put on um, separate vision boards, these two M's, but neither one of us had knew what it was what it was yeah, going to be so for and I'd also put on one of my boards um the words millionaire mindset completely forgotten about it and then we launched a program called millionaire mindset and it was only months later I was going through my canva and I saw it and I was like loads of little things and like I'd had a point I'd wanted to do a podcast for so long and then as soon as Josie said she wanted to do an I was like, it's going to happen. We're going to do it together. Like we knew we weren't going to do them separately. We were going to do them together. So there's been loads of little things. But I think the reason why I liked Maven was because it stands for, it's a feminine, you know, it is about a feminine person, but also it's about being, you know, an expert and, and being, um, putting yourself out there. So Money Maven really went nicely together because mm. we are all about money. Uh, but what we really wanted to do was prove to people and show people that, you can still be spiritual, feminine. Like we've just done two podcasts back to back, a two-parter on feminine and masculine energy because there's a lot of like people think you either have to be feminine or masculine. And we're like, no, you can be both. You can totally be both. And we're both really, really into tapping into both of those. We both naturally are more in our masculine energies, even though I and Josie are both we were really really feminine but when it comes to like business we definitely fall into more masculine but I think it's like action taking yeah like moving forward that is like your masculine energy and your feminine energy is more your creativity and your intuition um and so having a balance is really put important um just in case listeners don't know what the masculine and feminine energy is every person every individual it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, you have both masculine and feminine energies. We all do, but we often lean more to one than the other. And society on the whole pushes us more towards the masculine energy, which is making decisions, creating plans, taking action. But um, the feminine energy is super important as well because that's your creativity, your joy, your flow, your fun, your big visioning, all the stuff that really like excites you and puts you in that trust flow uh, state. Yeah, yeah and which is what we do, and all our courses are a beautiful blend of the two. So we bring spirituality and strategy to each live session because we go live every week for a minimum of, of an hour with the with the ladies that are in there. And you know, Josie might lead with a gorgeous um, meditation or something, but then we'll go straight into some like hardcore strategy, and we challenge them at the end. But it's really nice because we kind of bring all those things together. Or when we did the millionaire mindset, we sent everyone these beautiful um, candles with um, a meditation to go with it. 
So it's really about that's what we love about being famous that we can bring that feminine, that like light and shade to it all the time, but prove that we can. That's like one of our USPs that we're really proud of. And yeah. I think also Charlotte and I are quite, although we're very similar, we're also quite different. So Charlotte's very much about the details and the aesthetics and the prettiness. And I'm very much about like tech stuff, plans, big vision. Like I get bogged down by the details. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I just want the big vision. And Charlotte's like, no, this is the detail here. here. And so we're a good mix. So we're, whilst we're similar, we're also very different. I like the fact that we're a brunette and a blonde as well. I don't know why. Like... <laughs> well, it is perfect, isn't it? It's like you said, yeah. Maven Maiden. But I, I got this vision of Maven sort of being, take this in the best possible way, ladies, because I love witches. But, you know, I sort of, you know, that sort of earthy, um, yeah. spiritual, that was the sort of vision I got from the Maven. I oh yeah. good well I'm glad you did I like that yeah <laughs> yeah and I think there is some kind of things around Maven with like um there's like cover co coven or I can never say that word but like I, I've heard it being used in certain those but that is all amazing because it's all again women coming together community all those things Charlotte so, yeah. can I just ask you are you have you got a matching cushion to your jumper <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I told you she's all about the details. I know. I was <laughs> just like, what? So, yeah, and so you know, if I look totally on brand as well. There'll be a, there's a, my red coat, my pink sign. I've got oh, wow. um, pink, pink and red cushions, red nails. So you can tell. You see, once a wedding dress designer, always a wedding dress designer. It just never leaves you. I am all about everything. Has to, I mean, I am a recovering perfectionist. I'm the biggest perfectionist in the world. You know, I could like literally quite happily sit all day and faff and make it look gorgeous and drive Josie absolutely insane. I am. I have no patience for that. I'm like, done is better than perfect. We can improve it. Let's go. So we're a good. Um, we are such a good team because I would never. Thank goodness that Josie's good at tech and all that because that just is not my area. So. If you want a, a beautiful event putting together, or if you want me to like design your address or market you something that's going to be gorgeous, I'm all over it. If you ask me to do the tech, whatever, I just like absolutely no way. But it's brilliant because Josie and I, we both play to our strengths, mm -hmm. so it works really, really well. And it's it's like when people this is like, but when people recruit and stuff in businesses, that people tend to always recruit someone that's like them. Mm, that's just yeah. the worst thing you can do what mm. you should be doing is recruiting someone that's the complete opposite to you because you want somebody who can be a team and that I think that was one of the things that obviously I kind of quickly kind of noticed with Josie and I was even though we are incredibly similar we get on brilliantly we, we laugh like non-stop um we're like we're like sisters best friends everything but we're also really really different so it's mm -hmm. lovely. We always say the same but different. And I like I do love the fact that I'm so blonde and brown eyes. You're so brunette, blue eyes. It's like we are <laughs> total opposites. But then weirdly, people think we're sisters all the people time. Always, people always think really? we're sisters. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't look the same. Right. We don't sound the same. Yeah, but oh. we get asked that. Are you sisters? Oh, people I'm assume we're sisters, don't they? Yeah, There's a lady in a coffee nice. shop that's like, oh, what's your sister having? <laughs> we, went, we went to Mykonos recently on a um, on a on a Maven Money Maven's trip. Everybody, you know, was like, "Oh, sisters, sisters," and we'll just go along with it. But I think it's because we're probably so comfortable with each other mm. that people yeah. presume maybe. Yeah. So I'm, you know, we're, I'm down with that. I haven't got a sister. I've always wanted a sister, so I'm happy with it. Well, there you go. <laughs> um. So. In terms of, I'm intrigued, Josie, um, how you went from social worker to coaching. Now, I know within the social work, you were coaching anyway, to a certain degree, obviously, yeah. part of the job. But obviously, that's quite a structured environment, um, especially, yeah. in a, especially in a government environment. And I imagine the red tape was horrendous. Oh, um, my gosh, yes. <laughs> how happy... The, the sort of bravery really to to step out of that I mean I know your your husband sort of gave you the pass if you like yeah, yeah go on go for it so that was great but how did you find it from going from being structured to all of a sudden running your own coaching business oh my gosh well 
basically I have always been about a structure. And so before I even started coaching, I knew I had to get a qualification. You don't have to have a qualification to be a coach, but I felt like I can't do this unless I have something that says I can do this. So then that, again, you can see the sort of thinking I was in. And don't get me wrong, the the coaching training was really good in helping me to understand coaching and what what helps people. So first I did my coaching training whilst I was still doing social work. Um, I've always been a high achiever. I did a master's degree while I was working as well. That's the kind of person I am. And so my whole life I'd worked for the local government. I'd like started off age 21 all the way up to 37 I was when I left. And um, so I was used to getting paid on the 15th of the month every month getting paid and that was the biggest thing because all my bills used to come out on the 16th I was very organized paid 15th bills out on the 16th and suddenly when you've got a business it doesn't work like that and I felt like somebody had pulled the rug from underneath me because it was like well how do I know when my direct debits need to come out or and it's like a roller coaster business and so I just fumbled my way through it basically and what happens is business requires you to be brave and so the first brave move was leaving my job and then it's brave move after brave move after brave move and the great thing about this is your brave muscle builds it gets easier to be brave it gets easier to take risks it gets easier to put yourself out there and so basically I built my brave muscle up step by step and the only way you can do that is to get uncomfortable it's the only way you can do it and the only way you can have success in business is to get uncomfortable and if you're not willing to get uncomfortable you're not going to have success that's a long and short of it And so I worked that out pretty quickly and um, started to build my brave muscle, which I'm still building now because every level you get to, if you desire to get to the next level, which I always do because I'm ambitious, then you've got to get brave again. And it's a new level and a new devil, as Charlotte says. And, and, um, And so it's just kind of stepping into that brave and it's empowering. It feels good when you're brave. It's, it's scary to take brave action but afterwards you're like I did that I did that and it really really helps to just feel you know just feel good about yourself to empower yourself and know that you're making a difference in business and in your own life basically so that's how I did it It, I'm making it sound easier than it was (laughs) (laughs) well no I I, I get that I get that um thank you that's amazing, Josie. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it was much harder, but I'm I'm intrigued, and I'm sure the listeners will be as well. How you how you found those that business? How did you find those customers? You know, was it was it just oh. trial and error, or was it you know you had a, a proven success strategy straight away? <laughs> so when I did my coach training, I also it was like a joint um, coach training and business training. So it was a year long program, and you qualified as a coach and also got business advice along the way. And so one of those things they said was to grow a social media following. We have millions of people at the touch of our fingers on social media. And so it's so much easier to engage with those people as potential clients than it is just having a website that maybe nobody would get to. And so the first thing that I did was create a social media presence for me as a love coach. And so I was tenacious. I was this is going back to my masculine doing energy. And I was on social media at least a couple of hours a day growing an audience. So I started posting about what I did. I first started off, my first clients I gave were free. So to, to, to finish my, to qualify as a coach, I had to record a hundred hours of coaching sessions at the course that I did. And I had to input these hundred hours and 50 of those had to be paid. So in order for me to qualify in this program, I had to get 50 paid clients. And so it was um, it straight away. I knew that, that I had to do this. So I started off doing some free coaching. I basically offered it out to people and then offered them like a reduced rate to continue. So that's how I kind of got into the rhythm of it. And what I did was I got testimonials from that and referrals from that and built my way. But I was tenacious. I put the work in and I put the hours in. I was so determined to make this work. I did not want to go back to social work. And so I was so determined to make this work. You know, success in life comes from one of two ways, moving away from pain or moving towards a desired outcome. If you've got both, winner, winner, chicken dinner. (laughs) So I was moving away from the pain of social work and I was moving to a desired outcome of having a business and a job that I loved. 
And so I put the effort in, I put the work in. I think people want to hear that business is easy. They want to hear that 10K months in the coaching world, 10K months is a thing. 10K months will just come to you really quickly. It doesn't work that way. You've got to put the work in, you've got to put the hours in. And that's what I did. And so I developed relationships with people on social media and offered some free coaching. And from there, built up my audience and built up my business. It wasn't super quick. Um, but, you know, within within a year, I'd made the same amount of money that I would have done in my senior position in social work. So, Wow, that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, very inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and Charlotte, I mean, you went from the wedding industry. So you actually designed dresses. And then obviously you collaborated with your mum. I'm not sure what your mum's business was doing, but... You said, you know, you had those sort of clients that you brought over. So how did it go from being wedding clients to being coaching clients? So I was a designer and a manufacturer. So I designed collections of dresses under my name, Charlotte Barbier, and then also under our other name, Amanda Wyatt, which was a really massive brand as well. Um, and I was selling to the um, bridal shop, so I wasn't selling to the end consumer. So my background is trade. However, my family also had seven bridal shops. So, and I also have done many um, appointments with brides uh, called Meet the Designer Days. So I have a really strong background in both business to business selling, but also dealing with the end consumer the bride I also have a fashion background so I trained in fashion before worked in fashion visual merchandising design all that kind of thing um, but I'm I absolutely love selling like it's it's a passion of mine and it's not always about the money it's because I love health for me selling is serving it's helping people so it was only natural I suppose that I would go into something where I'm now teaching a lot of sales like a lot of what I do one-to-one -one is selling but the reason I got quite a lot of clients well I got a lot of clients most of my clients came from the wedding industry was because I was one I was so well known in that industry and two everybody wanted to know how I built and sold seven figure business because it's quite rare in that industry so I have clients, whether they are my old competitors, which is really interesting working with your old competitors. Uh, I love it. I think it's been hard for them to get their head around it, but I absolutely love it because I'm not in that industry anymore. So I want them, I'm like, I want you to now do better than I ever did. You know, like I'm, I'm giving them all my secrets. And then I also work with bridal uh, industry, like bridal shops, maybe um, makeup artists, photographers, caterers, whatever it is. However, I do have clients who have nothing to do with the wedding industry. I'm not bothered that I have been in that industry. Like, that's not why they book me. They want to tap into, I train people on how to develop teams because I've built teams and, you know, know how to train them. I've got clients who are taking me on because they just want to master sales confidently without being pushy because everyone hates being pushy in sales. And that's not how I do it. I hate being pushy. I would never, ever, ever teach it that way or they want somebody that's going to give them the mindset the confidence and that piece that they're missing so they're brilliant at like strategy they may be really bringing their a-game to the selling but then they're really lacking confidence maybe they've lost the mojo so my one-to-one -one clients come to me for slightly like different things but what they've all got in common is they're all women and they all want to do better and they all want to work with somebody yeah people buy people don't they so what they see in me, they just really like me and they want, want to work with me. Um, so that's how I transitioned over and had all my clients. And I didn't, I've not had to do any pay, paid marketing or anything. I'm very lucky. I've just literally talked about it on my Instagram. That's my main, that's my only tool really. And LinkedIn as well. You use LinkedIn and Instagram. And then now as the money mavens, we've been getting new people and like I say, you have no idea. So when they're like, oh, I, I know you had a business before. What is it? And then they find out. They're like, oh, my God, I had no idea. Because, you know, it was it's five years since I was in that industry. Wow. So if if there's um, women listening now um, that really like the sound of you, what what's the sort of thing they could expect if they wanted to work with you? In the money mavens or one-to-one -one or both? Money mavens, yeah. Yeah, so in the Money Maven, so we run our group um, courses and they usually are around 20 to 30 women 
who um, all come together. We, we, every week we do a live training. So Josie and I take it in turns to talk about whatever it is we're talking about. But we also give the opportunity for all the, the ladies that are in there to have a chance to have spot, hotspot coaching. And then we have the Facebook community, which has been invaluable because we're in there all the time. We're all helping each other. We always end the course with a big party online. We invite people afterwards to come and do event, you know, meet us in live in events. So we're very much about teaching you strategy, giving you, you know, things that are going to actually implement and get results. We don't want to just talk at you for an hour. We want people to ask questions. We set people challenges every week. So yeah and to intensifies them we give away amazing prizes like pink mulberry handbags and thousand pound cash and all sorts of things because we want them to take action Mm. and the thing is they're going to come away from our courses inspired they're going to come away more successful and they're going to come away with bigger thinking because we too many women make their decisions based on the limiting beliefs about what they believe they can have, what they believe they can make possible in their life and business. And we're about bashing them out and saying, no, you can think bigger, you can be bigger, you can live bigger. And so they, the women who come into our courses or work with Charlotte and I together make big strides because we hold that vision for them when they're wobbling. Everybody in in that space, you know, we have, We've, we've had ladies in the same course who have been like literally on day one or just thinking about things right through to having um, seven figure business owners in there because they can all help each other. And, you know, we've yeah. all been all at different stages. And just because somebody's earning seven figures doesn't mean they're not having a mindset wobble or a confidence wobble. It really yeah. does. makes no difference. You know, mindset is something that we all you know, and confidence and all that. So it's lovely that we have, I love seeing all the, the, the women that we have together in the room. And they, honestly, Josie and I care about all of them. You know, you don't spend that much time with someone and not really, really care about them. And that's why they come back. That's why they keep buying our courses and wanting to work. And a lot of them have worked one-to-one with us from that as well. They've either joint asked us to both mentor them together as the money mavens or they're more aligned to one of us and they've come to one of us. And that again is... is so lovely we're so grateful for that yeah well it sounds like a a very fluffy safe space but with a lot of strategy and I mean fluffy in the nicest possible way I'm thinking about Charlotte at that time Um, (laughs) yeah yeah, the gorgeousness that she keeps referring to Um, so if people uh, or ladies would like to find out more about you where would they go Best place is our Instagram. And so if you're on Instagram, that's underscore the underscore money underscore mavens. Let me just check that's right, because I just want to make sure there is an underscore first. Um, yeah, so hang out on Instagram mostly. As oh, no. Mavens. Oh, yeah. There is, it's the, sorry, start that again. Scrap it. It's the <laughs> underscore money underscore mavens. You can also find us at the moneymavens.co.uk and the Money Mavens podcast is everywhere good podcasts are. So wherever you listen, you can search the Money Mavens. Lovely. I'm going to subscribe to that because I haven't done that Yay! yet. Yay! <laughs> um, okay, cool. And um, I always like to close out these conversations with anything you feel called to say to the listeners, anything at all. For me, it's think big. Step into your power, think big. And you can make whatever you desire happen nice Mine is always you didn't come this far to come this far so many people that i speak to kind of want to give up everybody feels like that but let me tell you if it was easy everybody would be doing it if it was easy everyone would be a millionaire it's not easy but it'd be no fun if it was easy it's like everything it's a muscle and i didn't become a seven-figure business overnight but with a lot of determination not giving up that's how I did it so you didn't come this far to come this far ladies lovely perfect thank you so much oh Uh, thank you yeah it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you both um and uh, I know the listeners are going to get a lot of value out of this so thank you very much thank you so much for having us you really appreciate it you're very welcome 
If you enjoyed that conversation or were inspired in any way, please, please leave me a review on iTunes. It's the best way for other people to find my podcast and be inspired themselves. Well, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and perhaps the story resonated with your own life or reminded you that perhaps you're also settling for second best. I've been helping people from a young age and realizing that there is more to life than what they are currently settling for. My desire is to give others the love to confidently and respectfully know their value so that they feel joy and are empowered to make a fulfilling difference. If that sounds good to you and you'd like to reach out and connect, you can find me at facebook.com forward slash Mel Clark coaching. That's Clark with an E or instagram.com forward slash Mel Clark coaching. Enjoy your day.